and welcome to Check Out This Guy. This is the podcast where we where we 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 flip over a, a rock and and what's under there? Ooh, oh, wow. It's it's a bunch of it's a, some guys. I'm Emery. My pronouns are they, she, he. Hi, I'm Spike and just be respectful. And we have a guest this week. Why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, um hello. I'm RD. I'm pronouns are they them and I exist. Sadly. Uh, don't we all? Yeah. Isn't that just the state of being these days? Oh. No, like, like, I'm having the best existence right now, so I'm sorry. My existence is a solid (laughs) 5 out of 10, 6 out of 10. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mine's better than average, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, RD, what have you come here to tell us about? Uh, why don't you, why don't you, you introduce our topic um, for this okay. week? Okay, my topic for this week, I actually had, like, two topics in mind when I originally signed up for this. One was, like, a little warm-up thing where I would, like, talk about what makes an OC and what is the line between OC and, like, acknowledged fictional character. Like, technically, Spider-Man is an OC. You know, talk about this kind of stuff. The other is just mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. um, this comic idea I had in my head for like a very long time and just rambling about um, a bunch of the characters I had for as long as I possibly could without annoying you too. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh, I mean, on on the first topic, my opinion is there is no difference. Yes, yeah. it so sees all the way down. When when it all comes down to it, everything is just a guy someone made up. That's every character, if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, there is a character named Herlock Sholmes. That's yeah, so true. My experience, I think. In actual, like, professional work. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, something like that. Like, in my experience, the line people draw between, oh, that's a real fictional character, and that's an OC, is whether or not it made money. And that seems to be the only difference in my experience. Uh Because, like, Fifty Shades of Grey, that's fucking fan fiction. Everyone knows about that. I'm not blowing anyone's minds about that. But people Uh still Mm -hmm. talk about it like it's um, legitimate fiction. Um, They degrade it, or, like talk shit about it, but they still talk about it on the level of, okay, this is like a legitimate book or a legitimate movie. The reason is because mm-hmm. it made money. Mm-hmm. Once again, capitalism determines every facet of our lives. Sadly. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, like, ultimately, the only difference is a cultural aspect of how the audience views yeah. it. And unfortunately, capitalism has a way of validating the things that are profitable and crushing everything else. Now, I I I, I want to share something from the Transformers oh, fandom, okay. though. Oh, let's go. Uh, well, one one specific thing is um, there is a character in Transformers now named Rung. Mm-hmm. Totally canon character, there's toys of them now, the whole nine yards. They were originally one of the author's OCs that they wrote fanfiction with. That's fucking awesome. Oh, hell yeah. When he became a professional writer for the brand, he put his OC in the story. God, if if they ever give me the keys to Sonic the Hedgehog, you know it's just going to be depressed trans bitches left and right. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to become a professional writer, like, in the future, and if I ever get to work on, like, uh, a known property, which seems impossible, but there's always a chance, it's like, I'm just going to make characters that I would have liked when I was, like, 15 or some shit like that. I don't care. As long as it's good. Hell mm-hmm. yeah, that's the way you fucking do it. Uh, yeah, so so unless we have any more on that, why don't you tell us about this comic you're, you're working yeah, on? Yeah, unfortunately we all seem to agree oh, yeah. on the topic. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you nailed it. I think, uh, I think, I think, I think capitalism is, is, is the one what, uh, what influences people's yeah. opinion on the thing. Uh-huh. Big plot twist. It was capitalism all along. Um, let's go to, uh, to, mm-hmm. <laughs> pull off the Scooby-Doo mask. Capitalism? Yeah. So the comic, um, I don't want to say its name because I want to like reveal the name when I actually like when it's actually real. That's like a personal goal of mine. So um, no name. Yeah, understandable. Also, also, like speaking of capitalism, trademark that shit. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) the best way to explain the comic is that the comic takes place in three parts. I'm today just going to talk about characters in part one. And each part is about a different group of protagonists who go on a journey that is, that can be personal or a literal journey, um, throughout the comic and learn stuff about themselves, um, what their issues are, how to be better humans. And all of that is framed in my veneer of what I think would be cool in an action comic that has a bunch of shonen shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we 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 do love action shonen bullshit in our in our in our serious character focused work. I mm-hmm. think that is that's peanut butter and chocolate to me. Yeah, I love like grounded emotional stuff with just like ridiculous bullshit going on all around. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very excited to hear about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I can contain this and not ramble on for fucking forever um i'm just going to talk about part one characters and so that it's fun for you too i have like in my notes like a list of all the names of major characters from part one i'm just like going to screen just going to share those notes in like the guest channel on the discord and you two can choose a character name name that you think is funny or interesting and i'm just going to ramble about them okay all right let's go sounds like a plan Oh boy. Long list, long list. Here we go. Discord preview on this is very teeny tiny, so I'm just going to download this quick. This is colorful. Yeah, I made it colorful, so I know that like these groups of characters are in a group. Also, in brackets, I, I didn't come up with the names first. I only came up with their concept and what their deal is. So... In the brackets mm-hmm. is like uh-huh. what I have them in my head, and beside them is the name I randomly thought up because they they need names. That that's kind of prerequisite. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, if you don't fi- if you don't know how to pronounce the name, I uh, I don't either. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just scanning this list here, and and I'm uh, I'm 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 curious to know about Tube Kid. Oh, oh I accidentally shared the screenshot for part two, but you know what? Fuck it, I can improvise. Um. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Tube Kid is the protag- is one of the protagonists in part two of the comic. The first two parts take place in two cities, West Town and East City. Tube Kid is the protagonist of the East City part of the comic. His deal is is that he's part of this child soldier program, the second generation of that child soldier program, and he's been kind of brainwashed and has like a lot of issues because of that on what he thinks a person is or who he thinks he himself is. And one day he goes out on his first mission with his partner, who is also part of the same program. And the person he is tasked to like fucking apprehend and put in like jail and stuff, they beat him up. He gets obsessed with that person and like sneaks out of his camp and tries to find them. He finds that person. Some shenanigans happen and turns out that person is their mentor now. And now they're against the organization that made them, but also they don't know if they're really against them. And their entire story is about finding out who they really are and how they can be their best self. Hell yeah. So, Tube Kids, um, you're probably wondering why I named that character Tube Kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that uh, that is a standout choice mm-hmm. to me. Okay, he's named Tube Kid because he has, like, little metal tubes out of part of his body they're like they're just like holes in his body and 
what he does is he absorbs mm -hmm. air and sound through them. And he absorbs air and sound through those tubes and can channel them through different holes. Like, one attack he has is... Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. One attack in, like, further on is he fights against a guy who does a big... Who does a lot of chaos and does a lot of noise. And at a certain point, he concentrates and absorbs all the noise around that guy. So all the chaos he creates, all the screams, all the noises, he absorbs them and, like, pretty much takes that guy out with one hit. Because it's all... Nice, nice. Just mm -hmm. being like, okay, I'm just gonna eat your entire power. Yum yum, tasty snack. Yeah. I'm just gonna eat all the noise you make and make you deaf on one ear. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah, pretty much the journey is about trying to find out who they are, how to be their best self. Finding out that probably the people who raised him, like the organization who raised him, are kind of assholes and that he should not be on their side. Yeah. Very anti-authoritarian comment. Yeah, no. Purposefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we 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 love an anti-cop narrative. Mm -hmm. I want to pick one, and I think I've already made this joke before, but if I have, I'm making it again. Uh, I'm picking slim old ma macho man Randy Savage, and I want to know why he is not Jim. I didn't think of mm. Jim. I didn't think I shared a shared a screenshot before, and you made that same comment. I just didn't think of Jim. Slim. <laughs> Jim. Ever, ever, I, I cannot see Slim and Macho Man Randy Savage together without just being, why not Jim? I'm a filthy German who didn't grow up on that shit, so <laughs> for me. <laughs> no, um, those are part of the part two notes, and that's a character that appears in part one, so I already like gave him a name, and his name is Mo Machizo, like Machismo. Like, Mo, uh -huh. Machizo, Machismo, it's, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> uh-huh. His theory yeah. is that he's, like, he's themed after, like, Macho Man Randy Savage, but what if he was an old guy mentor? Like, what if he was, like, looks like an mm -hmm. hero mm -hmm. guy and just walks around and is all wise and shit? But also, when he, like, suplexes you, he tends to do the, ooh, yeah, thing after that. <laughs> <laughs> while mm -hmm. being like a seven year old yeah. man and he's and he's like buddies with another character and a monkey and they're all part of a mm -hmm. group and he's kind of like the father figure of that group and guides along like okay um, yeah i i since 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 you're making making the archetype macho man is he a wife guy um hmm. was a wife guy but that didn't work out for him. Like, West Town is, like, on a new continent that was new in, like, apostrophes. Like, that, that's a big plot twist. But, like, he's on a new continent, and usually people on that new continent in West Town are there to, like, flee where they were, to go to a new place, because they left behind what they had, mm -hmm. and part of what he left behind was his wife. Um, they, they had a difficult relationship. It, it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Which is sad, but he he was able to move on eventually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now, now now that you 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 mentioned them, I I I, I do gotta know. Uh, tell me about the monkey who is a little shit and ha and has now two human hands. Yeah, um, yeah. It. I'm just gonna say real quick. It seems like there's been a lot of hand swapping. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> The, the monkey is friends with another character named Tristo. Um, in part one, Tristo is like an egomaniacal, not egomaniacal, but he has like a big ego because of like family drama, sort guy. And he is real obsessed with being strong, like the idea of being strong in part one. And because he has the complex, he decides to like do surgery where he switches his hand with that of a monkey. Because in the world of the comic, if you surgically attach the limb of another animal onto you, you get like a boost in power plus their ability. All animals have like an ability because they have a natural connection to the planet. Like birds in this world have the natural ability to just crank through little slits and just go through everything. Gorillas have back mm -hmm. abilities where 
if the gorilla like bangs on their chest, they create an echo and they can use it like a bat. That's like their natural ability. So you get that ability and you get just like a natural boost in power because you artificially connect yourself with everything that connects the planet. And he did that so he can gain extra power. The thing is, the monkey tricked him and made it so that he also got his hand. And <laughs> that usually doesn't happen. The way the monkey tricked him is that like the guy where he got surgery, the monkey faked a note that like said, give the monkey my hand. And when the surgeon asked him, hey, are you sure about this? Tristo was like being an ego dickhead and was like, yeah, yeah, do this, do this. I'm not a coward about this because he thought he was questioning him because he thought he was a coward. So it was this big understanding where like the mm -hmm. monkey got his hand. And that's how they meet in part in part one. Great. <laughs> They're like linked now. Um, and the monkey has nowhere to go. Um, in part two, Tristo goes through his entire character arc and he's stuck in the jungle with Mo Machismo and they're like on a big training arc in the time before the parts, in between the parts. They're in this big jungle and they're training and they meet a gorilla. And Tristo is like, well, Mo, well, Macho Man has like, he like can do the surgery, right? Yeah, he can do the surgery. So I'll get like a gorilla hand because they're like bigger and stronger. And that's like a natural upgrade. The monkey fucking tricks them again and and gets <laughs> Christo's second hand. The, the gorilla gets them all the monkey hands and Tristo ends up with all the gorilla hands. So the monkey tricks them twice and ends up well. with two human hands. Because fuck it. Let's get the entire set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A classic yeah. switcheroo. Yes. They they got a man. Now in part two, a gorilla is part of the squad. Mm-hmm. This old man old man macho man Randy Savage sure it sure seems like he's assembled a real a real band of freaks here. Uh-huh. Well, he didn't assemble them purposefully. Um Tristo when you meet them, when you True. meet Tristo, um, he has like this little moment where he's like, I'm this epic guy. Then he gets his ass beaten to him and realizes he's a sucky guy. We follow him for a bit and he's kind of fucking homeless. So he's like, let's just break into a home and make that my home. And because I'm strong, I can make this my home. So he breaks into Mo Machismo's home. Macho Man kicks his ass. He just fucking kicks it. And now they live together because he needs someone mm -hmm. to clean his shit. <laughs> they, and you just broke into my home so I guess you're free help now so it, so it seems like a recurring thing here is the, uh, the, the Dragon Ball convention of when you kick someone's ass they're your friend now mm -hmm. yeah. I like it yeah okay I, I have to ask about the magical girl mafia oh yeah they're fun um, so the magical girl mafia is exactly what it sounds like it's a mafia oh sorry I banged again my headphone um, it's a mafia that is made of, of magical girls basically they all have weapons they use transform and they wear like modern clothes that are like a modern clothes with a mix of magical girl stuff when they transform so, like, one magical girl has, like, a switchblade, and they transform by pressing, like, the button on the switchblade, like, taking out the blade, and when they take out the blade, it's, like, this blue glowing mm -hmm. blade, mm -hmm. and when the blade comes out, this, like, magical girl transformation happens, and she's now in, like, a semi-magical girl outfit, but also, see, it's just, like, a switchblade on you. So, yeah, mm -hmm. they're just a mafia, a mafia that has, like, supernatural beginnings that dates back to, like, the gods of the lore of the comic but they evolved from like an order of like godly knights into a mafia who are all magical girls mm -hmm. yeah i just thought wouldn't it be neat if, if magical girls were criminals wouldn't it be neat if sailor moon beat you up so she can collect her money from you yeah no give give sailor moon like a baseball bat with nails through it this sounds like exactly what would happen if Sailor Moon did not have all these other sailors uh, make <laughs> her behave. This seems like yeah, her, what, th this seems like it would be her natural state. Yeah, what if it was all rowdy idiots with bad behavior? Mm -hmm. Oh, let's see. I gotta pick one now. Mm -hmm. Um. 
Let's see, let's see. Um, while you pick, fun fact about the comic, um, each part takes place after a period of time. Part two takes place ten years after part one. Okay. okay. All right, tell me about Monster Maker Scientist. Oh, where's the Monster Maker Scientist? Where do I... Pretty far down the list, like second to last oh yeah um basically um the two kinds of forces tube kit fights are normal silver government people and monster maker scientist is the kind of guy who like makes experiments and because tube kit teamed up with this other person he basically has an excuse to test out his little experiment he's kind of a libertarian so he sucks mm -hmm. <laughs> yes yes but yeah, um, all scientists have like a weird relationship with like the government. It's not that there are multiple governments. That government, like all the cops are part of one government and that government is called Silver. And all the scientists are pretty, almost all the scientists are pretty much in it for themselves. They're all like weirdly libertarian and are making what are essentially war crime machines consistently just for the sake of it, just for science, and they don't care who they make it for. Silver's just the one who grabbed them up. When when you said that this this monster maker was a libertarian, I just thought like, oh, he's trying to create the the ultimate being with the most amount of personal responsibility. He's actually not the one that <laughs> succeeds at that. That's another one. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And the being is like a weird insect man. Uh -huh. An insect man who is uh, immune to societal conditions and can simply uh, make all the decisions in their life regardless of, uh, of material he conditions. He can make like a big fist appear, so yeah, he can do that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, fun fact, Tube Kid had like a mother figure and she was a scientist and, well, all the scientists, like most scientists benefit from Silver scooping them, them up, but they also don't really have a choice. Silver's like, Hey, you're a scientist who makes pretty good science. You're going to work for us or you're going to live a shitty life where you get no funding. And she basically needed to join that program. Just like real life. Yeah, just like real life. <laughs> um, and she basically joined that program and was like um, Tube Kid's mother figure. She tried to steer him in like the right direction. And at a certain point, she just got taken away to like a different research station and that's also part of the reason why Tube Kid doesn't have that much attachment to Silver. It's because he has more attachment to this mother figure who isn't really like the soldiers that he has he, that he has to deal with on a daily basis. She actually has somewhat empathy, somewhat a sense of empathy. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, my turn again. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. I I'm I'm obligated to ask this one. A uh, cat girl who is not a cat. I was waiting for that one. I thought that was going to be the first pick. I thought... No, I think we had to build up to that one. Yeah. We all saw it. Yeah. We knew we were going to get there eventually. Okay, cat girl who's not a cat. Um, She is the daughter of Anton, who is part of the protagonist group from part one of the comic. She's the protagonist of part two of West Town. She's the protagonist of that. And she's kind of the leader of the revolutionary army of like a rebellion. Basically, after the events of part one, Silver, the government, started to occupy West Town. West Town before that was a city that was built because a lot of traders um, basically want found out that there's a perfectly usable port on this new continent. And they used that on... They used that until a city built out of it because people found that port. They stayed there for a few days before they brought their cargo to another place. So it naturally became a town, a town without a government. It doesn't really have a government. In part one, it's kind of run by the mob, not the magical mafia mob, like more stereotypical mob. <laughs> so I can draw a distinction there. But yeah, it was basically a kind of governmentless town. They had some kind of government. It was weird. After the events of part one, Silver basically occupied that town and put it in a shitty place and in the 10 years in between part one and part two it basically became one of the shittiest places like just um they divided up the town uh, i say town but it's like a gigantic thing um they divided up the town into districts via the usage of walls 
They destroyed every local business and every local business that succeeded needed to prioritize silver's um, priorities. Silver is very homophobic, <laughs> like which is weird in that world because the way gay people in like that work in that world is that they're not really discriminated against. Silver is weird for doing that, which like hints at something mm -hmm. later on in part three. Um, but yeah, they were kind of homophobic. They turned this place, which wasn't the best in part one, into an even shittier place. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't like that. Um, so a lot of people decided, hey, well, are you going to say something? Oh, I was going to say just, again, just like things that happened in real life. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people didn't like that. And during the 10 years in like the shadows, are like rebellion form and cat girl, who's not a cat girl is like the leader, not the leader of the entire rebellion because each district of the town has their own kind of version, but she's like the force that pushes everyone along. If a revolution had like a mascot, she would be it kind of. And mm -hmm. part of the reason for that is that she's just fucking insanely strong. Basically, her family, her family from her father's side, has this thing where at a certain age, a rash starts popping up on them, like black rash that's like, that looks demonic. And that black rash can mm -hmm. occupy any part of the body. And one thing it also does, it also, part of it takes form after an animal. And her animal is a cat. And the rash, like, takes over both of her arms and she like grows out a hoodie and that hoodie is a cat okay okay yeah so it's like uh, when you say the hoodie is a cat is it like 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 a like a like like you like a normal cat cat hoodie you would see with like the ears on the hood or is it something different oh it's like a, is it something more fucked up than that imagine if a cat girl hoodie was alive and like blinked sometimes Oh, that's what I was fucking uh, hoping for. Let's go. And she has like two modes. Everyone in her family has like two modes where, where they can focus where the where the animal is. So like part one of the mode mm -hmm. is like just a hoodie is the animal. Um, part the other mode is where the animal is like her limb that's possessed. So when she switches into that mode, the like one hand is like the upper jaw of the animal and one hand is the downward jaw and she like puts them together to like like the little animal head when she like attacks with both hands and it's like mm -hmm. how you like imagine if you put like your hands together how they're like teeth imagine if that were literal teeth and like one side of like the literal teeth of an animal oh nice mm -hmm. Yeah, and she, like, uses that when she does, like, a drill attack. She, like, spins with that thing. And, like, in the front of that drill is, like, the face of a cat that rotates. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nom nom. Uh, I, I, I want to go back to something a little bit earlier just to make a comparison. When you when you said she's, like, not the, re the, the leader of the resistance, but kind of, like, an iconic figure there. That kind of reminds me of Luffy One Piece, where he's not, like, the leader of the pirates, obviously. But, you know, he's kind of a figure that inspires people and that people sort of rally around you know you know one one thing that's insane about the comic is i one piece is one of my favorite stories of all time like it's very dear to my heart mm -hmm. i didn't put a lot of one piece into it intentionally like if you get any vibes from it it's accidentally mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that like like uh, when for this episode I kept thinking about about like the process of making OCs and I was weirdly surprised that like One Piece is one of my favorite stories but I didn't try to incorporate a lot of stuff from that into it mm -hmm. that was kind of weird to me I mean on, on stuff like that you don't have to try it'll just yeah, happen no. No, yeah, no, I, I definitely find that, like, um, you know, if, if, if I'm coming up with something, like, you know, sometimes those, like, references will be very conscious and intentional. Sometimes it'll just be like, I'm looking at a thing that I made up months later, and it's, it's like, oh, this is, this is, uh, this is actually basically exactly the same as this, uh, one other really influential thing that I was not thinking about at the time. Huh, I just made JoJo again. That's just stuff just kind of sneaks in and lives in you, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Um, also, fun fact about her: she's a dis- she's a disaster bisexual. Um, <laughs> Let's go! Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yay. yeah. Um, let's just say she she has like weird romances because one of her romances is like this kid from like an aristocrat an aristocrat family kind of. That like mm-hmm. left his family because a rebel because he's a rebellious little shit and wants to join the rebellion, but also he's still like the kid of an arrest- aristocrat. But she kind of vibes mm-hmm. with him, so it's this weird uh-huh. relationship. Uh, is is this Zeto kid? Yeah, that's Zeto kid. We got a twofer. <laughs> Were you going to ask Zeto kid next? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much what it sounds like. Um, the Zeto family is like the family that sold out their way of sword fighting to silver. So basically Zeto is from a group of like people of like families that have all their own way of fighting with the sword. They betrayed the group mm-hmm. of people so that they can be in bets with silver and basically have their protection and be like an acknowledged family. From an Anod's family in the eyes of Silver. And they basically just gave them all the ways that they can fight with the sword. So the reason it's called Seto is because a lot of the sword techniques that Silver soldiers use, like a lot of the intricate ones, like go like in a Z form. Like there's like there's people who like throw their sword slashes. And every time they like throw uh-huh. their sword slashes, if they're like silver, the, the slash just does a little Z form before it continues on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so 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 very Zoro coded. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and he basically is mad at his dad and is now dating the the leader of the rebellion because I hate my dad. <laughs> yeah, no, understandable. Yeah, she also has a weird romance with um, Purple Woman. Purple Woman, uh, you know what? I'm not going to explain Purple Woman if you, if you want to. <laughs> Fair enough. No, no, you can choose if you want me to explain Purple Woman. Um, you can choose. Uh, we can we can get we can get to Purple Woman. I'm dying to know about Raven Guy. Oh, Raven Guy. Um, where is he again? Um, there are a lot of characters. Uh, associated with the Rebellion, couple spaces above Zeto Kid. Oh, um... Oh yeah, Raven Guy. Raven Guy is one of the security men, or security men of Kidex, and Kidex is from one of the original continents. And Kidex is like one of the continents has like three big powers that like hold the politics together. One is like a family that has existed for hundreds of years. One is silver because they have influence everywhere, and one is just Kidex. Kid X um, holds part of the government because he's basically he's basically um, imagine if a kid was a nuclear bomb. That's what hmm. that's what Kid X is. He is a nuclear bomb, so he automatically holds a lot of government space. But he also is just a kid, and he somehow got people together. Like the people who are like under Kid X are like. Almost all the people, all the, all the like, almost all the people he has in his like government in air quotes. <laughs> he's just a guy who lives like in a house, but because he's a nuclear bomb, he like is like a political figure. Mm-hmm. He's a kid, and Raven Guy is one of his bodyguards. Um, Raven Guy is pretty chill, like very chill dude. Um, he has like mm-hmm. a cloak that like looks like a raven cloak, like you know, it looks like raven feathers. He also has like two scythes, two like hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, two scythes that have like chains that go into the coat, and you and they are like very long. And one thing he can do is he can himself turn into a raven. Mm-hmm. So like he like twists the coat around and goes into his coat, and then the coat itself transforms into a raven. And he just flies around. Hell yeah. That rules. Yeah. He also has a sword in there, but that's not important until, like, part three. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, I do have a sword, but also check out this really stupid and practical weapon that I like more. And mm-hmm. that's basically it. The reason he has the sword is because, <laughs> like, his dad taught him how to use it, but he likes using the scythes more. Yeah. I would, too. Yeah, they're fucking scythes. They're, like, handy scythes. Like, once you can, like, just hold in your hand. And they're a chain, so you can just swing them around. And he has fun doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it sounds like fun. Yeah, very chill guy. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, he has a good outlet. Yeah. Well, I accidentally did two in a row, so Emery, please go go for right. another one. Yeah, why don't why don't why don't you tell us about Purple Woman? Okay, Purple Woman is fun. Purple Woman is very fun. Alright, so Purple Woman is originally a character from part one of the comic. And in part one of the comic, Tristo and another character take up the mantle of Purple Man. The other character takes up the title of Purple Man because one week they thought, well, being a superhero must be really cool. Or something like that. So I'm just gonna so I'm just gonna get like a purple coat, and because I'm the dipshit sometimes, I'm just gonna call myself Purple Man. Tristo takes up that mantle so he can rob someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And during like this little arc where they like both Purple Man, the character that becomes Purple Woman becomes enamored with them. They're like, oh my god, it's this vigilante who does cool shit. I love them. I'm like their number one fan. Um, in part one, they're, um, Purple Woman is a trans woman, so in part one, mm-hmm. they're like pre-transition, they're like a, like, like what is, an eight-year-old kid. In part two, they're, they're a woman, so it's like this thing where this purple figure appears, but it's Purple Woman, because they transitioned, and took up the title. Um, the reason she took up the title is because Flora was occupying, and she felt that she needed to be the hero that stepped up, and needed to help people so she just got like a purple cloak not cloak it's just like a cloth just like a long purple cloth just put it over herself and boom she's purple woman nice yeah Mm -hmm. and her way of fighting is like a magic form of judo so like the way she fights like everyone is like connected for like aura like this energy that flows through everything and they can channel it create their own and her form of fighting is so she can just like grab the aura and throw it. This like invisible force. So she can literally like grab the air and judo throw it and know the air that's like concentrated aura is just gonna fucking fly at you. Hell yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay. How about the child of the robot? Oh, the child of the robot is interesting. So, but 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 not the robot, <laughs> not the robot. So, <laughs> not the robot. The child. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I only, I only picked the child of the robot. Only picked the child, not the robot. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. She, it, she. It's like I don't, I don't, I don't care about this mask guy. I want to know about the son of the mask. <laughs> That's what you picked for that. <laughs> I haven't seen either of those movies. It just came I've to mind. seen Set of the Mask more than the original for some reason. <laughs> Let's go. Oh god. So um okay, so one of the protagonists in part one is kind of a robot. It is a robot. And the way that their part of the story ends is like you know how like when a robot gains human consciousness in a story they like take away the hopeful stuff so the hopeful shit from humanity and it's like i am going to be cheerful about having a conscious like that kind of stuff that's like the mm-hmm. typical way this goes mm-hmm. the way their story ends is they take away all the bad shit like oh man um, having a conscious of shit and I hate everything and I am awful and like all the bad shit you could take away from like gaining consciousness as a robot mm-hmm. and they like get really fucking depressed in between parts and they like don't know what to do with their life so they steal what is essentially the second version of themselves 
Like they steal that from Silva. They're developing their own robot to use it like weapon. And he steals one and like uploads a version of the program into it that caused him to like develop a conscience to like see to like see if he's the only solution to this. If like he not, he doesn't use he pronouns. It's a robot. Um, it doesn't acknowledge mm-hmm. gender. Uh, it uses it its pronouns because it just doesn't acknowledge gender. It's a robot. Why would you? Yeah, it's a robot. It doesn't have fucking gender. But yeah, mm-hmm. it uploads the program that caused consciousness into the next form and basically wants to see if it develops like itself did. It doesn't. It takes away a more hopeful impression from humanity and like turns out to tr- turns out that it finds the reason why you should be a good person. Why it's, why it's okay to be a good person. Why you should be a good person that the original robot couldn't find. And, you know, why it's okay to live and all that other shit. Is this is why, mm-hmm. is this why all night, is this why nihilists have children in general? <laughs> you now know that you say Seems it. like they wouldn't. <laughs> no, um, I, I'm sorry, like, I'm, I'm over here. Oh, this is gonna sound bad, but I'm gonna still say it. Uh, it's cause, but I'm over here thinking of data from Star Trek and the fact that his creator gendered him and gave him a functioning penis. Yeah, why, why you give your robot? Why, yeah, why the hell would you do Why that? would you curse your robot with gender? Ex- fucking exactly. Wait, wait, hold up. We're, we're going on a tangent here, but hold up. There is a point where Data creates a child. The very first thing he does is lets the child pick their gender. Hell yeah. Aw, that's nice. I wonder if there's a reason why he did that. Yeah, I wonder... <laughs> Damn, I wonder if there's a sort of a sort of any 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 lingering uh, sort of feelings that uh that uh that influenced that decision. Yeah, I guess that's more for your other podcast. True. Oh, there's so much Star Trek. There's a lot of it. So much. I should and keep on making more. Okay, I've obviously ruined ruined this discussion now. Ah, uh, you haven't. Uh, yeah, do we do we want to do one or two more and then wrap up? We're getting close to the top of the hour. Okay, one or two more. I'm down. All right. I gotta know about Trick Boomin. Oh, uh, uh, Trick Boomin. Uh, he's great. Trick Boomin is also a character originally in part one, and he's a communist fucking kid. He hates silver. He's all about the revolution. That's when he's like seven years old. He's all about the revolution, all about, hey, let's all rise up against the shitty government. Then in between parts, you see Trick Boomin again, and he works for the government. He's like a high-ranking agent. And you're like, what the fuck? What, what happened to Trick Boomin? Did, did that happen to him what every conservative says, that when you grow up, you become a conservative? No, haha, actually not. He's actually a spy for like... An art for like an army that wants to take out silver and infiltrated their ranks. Hell yeah, let's go. Good for him. Yeah, he's like an undercover spy. Um, and every time you see him in the comic, it's like a pastiche of like James Bond shit. Uh, not James Bond, just like general <laughs> spy shit. I went James Bond. I've never, I've seen like one James Bond movie and I don't remember it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great. But yeah, it's this like general like spy pretending who you are shit. And he fucking hates it. Like every time you like see like a, a thinking bubble, it's like, oh man, I would rather I would rather get kicked in the nuts than do than than like say yes sir to these pigs. <laughs> Alright. Let me pick the nice people from the gym. Okay, the nice people from the gym. They're a group of people in the East City part of part one. Uh, in part two, they open up a facility in West Town, which is nuts because Silver's occupying them. But somehow they manage it because they're just so nice. They're just so efficient as gym people. And they're basically just a bunch of gym, nice gym people. Um, that type of gym has like 
a philosophy, and that philosophy is about how you need to constantly better yourself because that's the only way you can achieve a good existence. And they're just nice people who want to help anyone else because helping someone else is part of developing yourself. Um, if you help someone else, you develop your morals, and your morals are just as important as your pectoral muscle. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. They're very much inspired from the nice buff people from Upcycle 100. I'm not yeah, a- I was yes. just about to say, yeah. reminds me of the Mob Psycho Club. What, what if their niceness was a philosophy? Yeah, I I was the same over here, but I I was trying to not point it out. That was intentional. That was fucking intentional. Okay. You can call it out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was just like, man, I like these nice buff people. What if there was a gym full of them? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, the the yeah, we can wrap up soon, but you know, just 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 the more I'm hearing about this, the more I am just like, wow, this is this is this is kind of one piece with it. You, you know, complimentary, you know. Just just like a bunch of freaks fighting a uh, fighting kind of a horrible ubiquitous authority organization. Yeah. It's uh it's some good shit. Mhm. Um, can you tell that I'm that that I uh, do not like authority? Understandable. Yeah. Who does really? The people in charge. Yeah. True. It's uh, it's the boot wearers and the boot lickers that uh, that like authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I when I started thinking about the comic, I never like thought, oh, I'm gonna make it anti-authoritarian. Like that was never an explicit goal from the start. It was just like. Okay, I thought up this character. What journey could they go on? And for me, a good journey is always becoming your best self. And okay, who are going to be the rivals of people who want to find out who they are to be their best selves? What is the opposite of like someone trying to learn and become better? The opposite of that is a regressive militaristic government. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Any any final thoughts before we wrap up and go to plugs? My final thought is um fuck the government. That's that's the final thought. Fuck it. Fuck the fascists. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. All right. Where can we find where can where can people find you RD? If anywhere. Yeah, uh, if you don't have anything to plug, it's fully fine. Mm-hmm. I don't. The, the only place you can find me is like where I want to be found is probably Discord. And if if okay, if any artist listens to this and they like want to contact me about, hey, I find this character sick. Can you tell me more about them so I can like draw them or anything like that? Um, contact me over Discord. Um, you can find me on the check out the sky Discord. Or on the Anime Sickos Discord. That's 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 the places where I'm usually am. Yeah. And it's also RD there. Yeah, all three of us are doing the handshake meme right now, mm-hmm. where it's like no social media, only Discord. Just talk yes. to me there. Yes. This is the way. Speaking of, Spike, where can people find you? <laughs> Same freaking place! Although, like, you're probably only gonna like reliably find me on check out this guy discord but yeah come by there um to entice the audience we got like a letters channel um so if you wanna like send something in for the podcast itself send it in there uh we have a place set up for art for artists doing commissions uh, we have the Show Us Your Guys channel where you do the thing. And, like, we do a couple regular um, uh, streaming nights. On Mondays, we, we watch a show. Um, it's Toku Mondays right now, but that's going to only last another month or two. And then there there's your, your art streams on Friday. Hell yeah. And I don't know the podcast social media account names, so I'm useless. 
yeah, this podcast social media is uh, just uh, check out this guy on Tumblr and co-host. Uh-huh. Uh, you can f- find the show as part of the NoiseSpace.xyz network. You can go to NoiseSpace.xyz and find all sorts of neat shows. There's so many shows. They, they keep making them. Why do they, why do they allow us to do this? Because Mork is friends with Matt. Thank you, Matt. We love you. Yes, thank you, Mr. GameCube. And you can't stop the power of guys. Exactly. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. The the, the guys had to find uh, some some outlet into the world. Mm -hmm. Some tube from which the sound could issue forth, you know? I also have my individual plugs. Usually I do those first, but okay. I'm Emery. You can find my Furfinity account, uh, the username SpaceRobot. I post my gallery there. Um, You can also find me on the podcast We Rate Queerbait, where we talk about some shit that should have been gayer in media. (laughs) We explore the blurry line between homie and homo. Um, I, I I can't agree with that assessment. Most of it is already extremely fucking gay. Yeah, it's like, how are you going to make Atmon gayer? <laughs> Good question. They could have kissed, you know? Uh-huh. They could have actually kissed instead of just looking like they wanted to kiss since episode one. Uh, I love that your first episode on a podcast is about Naruto. <laughs> like I always, yeah. <laughs> really, just one of one of the foundational yaoi ships of the twenty first century. Mm-hmm. A sacred. I- I'll trust you on that. Uh, I'm also on an upcoming audio drama pilot. Uh, news about that forthcoming. Uh, so I think think that's about everything. Our our other co-hosts also have links which you can find in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, until next time, uh, punch a fascist with your 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 little kitty hoodie claws. Oh yeah. Yes. This sounds perfect. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.